Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and you have tuned into the after episode of an informed pregnancy before and after birth story. My guest today is fellow New Yorker who now lives in Venice, California. When we last sat down for a chat, she was nearly due for a planned home birth with her first baby. She has now had her baby and is returning to share her experience. Erica Ciccone Clancy, congratulations. Thank you. And Dr. welcome Berlin. back to the podcast. It's great to see you. It's been it's a long so six weeks to see you. <laughs> without you. I saw you so much leading up to the birth, and then there was no Erica, and mm-hmm. it felt kind of like crickety. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of other people who I love. But gosh, your energy is so big and so New York. I relate to it. I'm like a sister. Thank you. I missed you. I thought of you. Um, I feel like the last time I really spoke to you, you were like knee deep in labor. But before we get to there, yep. um, what happened in the final weeks of your pregnancy? You know, it's it's so interesting to think back to that because it's a little bit of a blur. <laughs> um, yeah. You're right now six weeks postpartum. I'm six weeks postpartum, yep. And uh, I did my best version of um, the first 40 days. So I'm I'm just sort of coming out of it now. And driving here, like I said to you a minute ago, it felt like I was like, drinking and driving because the sleep deprivation is definitely something that you can't prepare for (laughs) as much as you can prepare for everything else. You can't prepare for no sleep. Um, And driving under those conditions are interesting. So I'm glad I made it here. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Um, But I do miss you. The last last final weeks was a lot of the same as the weeks leading up to it. I was, you know, eating really well and doing lots of beautiful prenatal yoga and um, seeing you. You're also a busy professional. You're a producer. I worked up till the Friday before I gave birth. Wow. Yeah. I I was even doing some work the morning of the birth um, because I just felt like I wanted to keep things as normal as possible until it was go time. In your life? In my life. Just like keep life as it is until it changes. You like that? That Fast black and, and hard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All or nothing. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So, yeah, I was due on a Sunday. I worked up to that Friday. Uh, yeah, I was due on a Sunday, and I woke up that morning thinking, like, today's not the day. On your due date? On my due date, yeah. Um, I just had a weird feeling. It just wasn't quite there. It was 40 weeks, and I'm like, okay. 
uh, I'm going to have this beautiful carefree day with my husband, you know. So, um, you know, all the errands had been run. The nursery had been set in my typical sort of type A OCD way of of doing things. Everything was ready the morning I woke up on my due date. And um, so I just welcomed this really beautiful day with my husband. We um, went to brunch. We went to the beach. You know, we took a couple photos down by the water and put our our toes in the freezing cold, you know, (laughs) sand and and just enjoyed each other, which was really nice. Got ice cream and just kind of hung out. How were you feeling physically at that time? You know, that entire weekend, I was starting to feel energy run through my body. I know we texted a little bit over that weekend and, and I was definitely feeling shifts. And by that Sunday, went to bed thinking, let's see what happens in the morning. Um, and I did. I woke up on Monday morning and it was um, it was the first day of my official like maternity leave. And I went into this really crazy like self-care mode like this. I'm going to go get my nails done and I'm going to go get a blowout and I'm going to go get my car washed and I'm going to go food, you know, do the food shopping list. Um, More than self-care. That sounds like my to-do. Yeah, it's just like a, a normal Monday to-do list, you know, like my, my clean ladies came and they looked at me and one of them is like a little a little older and a little like witchy. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean by like witchy? Like she kind of looked at me and she was like, Oh, you should go lay down. You look really tired. And I was like, no, I'm keeping busy today. I'm doing everything I can do to keep busy. And I, I'd felt like things like a little bit of blood, a little bit of mucus, like things were definitely happening over the weekend. Uh, but not until that Monday did I really feel like today might be the day or actually tonight might be the night. I always envisioned myself giving birth at night. So I was more so like tonight might be the night. So let me do all these crazy things and keep busy. But it's interesting because on Sunday you woke up and said today's not, not the, the day. Not the day. Right, right, then, right. Or tonight's not the night. And Monday you're like, mm, this I feels different. I just felt like, yeah, it felt Even totally though you different. weren't in labor. I was not in labor. But looking back on it, I think while I was like getting my nails done, I was like very sleepy. Mm-hmm. Like I kept closing my eyes, being very sleepy. And, you know, I spoke to my midwife, Monica, and she said, okay, let's just keep in touch. You know, they're all very calm, you know, like, okay, you sound great. <laughs> let's just see how the day goes, you know. And then by Monday night, about 5.30, my husband put on the football game. And I don't watch football. Like, you know, I'll sit with him as he watches. But um, that was like my timestamp. The 5.30 football game. Uh-huh. Um, because then by the end of the football game, things started getting progressively more intense. So it picked up during? Like- it did. It did. And it was like so. It was like a weird, calming feeling to listen to the football announcers. <laughs> like I was laying on the couch and I had my maternity pillow kind of between my legs and I was just relaxing. And as the game went on, things sort of like started progressing and getting more intense. Hmm. Um by the end of the game, I guess that was about 8 30, 9 o'clock. I was moving around my house. I was so thankful to be home because I was so comfortable and just so happy to, like, you know, lean over my kitchen island and suck on an electrolyte pop that my husband made earlier in the day and huh. go out my backyard and, like, get some air. Um, I was in my bathroom a lot. Like, I felt this really happy relaxation being on my toilet like not like pooping just like sitting on it <laughs> sitting on the toilet like there was just like this really calming relaxing feeling 
Did it feel Pavlovian, it, like when you sit on that seat? Yes. You're just used to opening up. And I read seat. that in Ina May's book, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, that totally didn't make sense then, but made sense in the moment. In that moment. Yeah. So many things, like all the classes and all the stuff that you do, things that you read, you don't remember any of that when you're in labor. Right. But like looking back afterwards and you're like, oh, yeah, that made sense, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're able to like gain a little bit of perspective um, looking back on it. So So I'm curious if you felt your rational brain kick in or shut off or both like because you you don't remember any of that. But it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means you may not be using that part of your brain that thinks about facts, figures and details. I think it was more like the next day. When I sat and like was writing out my birth story, I wanted it to be really fresh in my brain. So I just started writing things out um, that all the memories started coming back up and ha- and having conversations with my doula and my midwife and my husband and all these little things that I would talk to them about spurred a little memory. So mm-hmm. it, in the moment, I wasn't like remembering it. It was when I looked back on it did I really remember. It was there. These little things. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Out of curiosity, did you f- film your birth? I didn't film my birth. Um, my husband's a very talented still photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he shot a lot of, of photos. I'm always curious in retrospect when you look back at photos too and video, mm-hmm. If it looks in the pictures like it felt while you were going through it. Yes. It does. Yes. As I was, you know, getting ready to come here, I looked back on the photos to kind of help me um, jog my memory a bit as to what I was feeling in those. And and I'm glad I have the photos. I think even as a television producer, everybody was like, are you going to film it? What what camera are you going to use? What lens are you going to use? I'm like, I'm I'm just going to let my husband... You know, and I think that really made him calm, like for him to have a task to sit beside the bed and like sit and shoot photos. Like it kept him in the moment Mm -hmm. because when everything started going down, it was just like me and my ladies. You Mm -hmm. know, it was like my midwives and my doula and and myself. And and to give him a task that he was comfortable and creative in really helped the situation. He's pretty calm. Like he's very mellow, very, very calm throughout the whole process, like from – the moment we found out we were pregnant until just now when I was leaving him home with the six-week-old baby. He's very, very calm. His, his instincts are, are spot on. And so um, it was nice to have him be the one shooting those photos. And it's also – it's not just something to do, but it's something to do that – I'm just envisioning for myself that if you're trying to capture the the labor, then you're really focused on, on you and mm-hmm. what you're doing and what you're experiencing. Trying to capture those emotions also right. puts us in there in a different way. Right. That's right. really cool. Yeah, it was, it's awesome to have that. Have so that um, now after the football game, when things start to pick mm-hmm. up in your, your Pavlovian throne, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, in your mind, are you like, yes, I'm in active uh, – like this is labor for me? Yes, I did. But – when I spoke with my midwife and my doula, and even when you called, um, I loved that you called, and, <laughs> and having your familiar voice, and we shared like a, a kind of an inside joke, it just calmed me and made me really happy to know I had all these people around me. But at the time, it was just my husband and I at home, mm-hmm. and I loved that. I loved being able to labor at home with just him and I. I kind of delayed even calling my doula, who I adore, mm-hmm. um, until... I think my water broke is is probably when I made Dave call Patty. Um, I knew I was in active labor, but everybody was like, just relax and maybe take a nap, maybe have a snack. And I'm like, 
No, I'm like in it. <laughs> like I know I'm a first time mom and I'm sure, you know, they get a lot of the phone calls and they get over there and they're like two centimeters. And you're like, hey, I knew I was getting close to go time. You know, like I was still describing when you and I spoke, I must have been at six or seven centimeters. And I, I feel like we had a normal, normal-ish conversation. Mm-hmm. What did you think? I'm interested. Do you remember our conversation? It was it was short, but do you remember? I remember. It? Yeah, um, <laughs> I was actually. I think that's what I was driving into Hillary Dove. No shit. To get her <laughs> post birth interview on what her birth was. Oh, like. that is so funny. I love that episode, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, she's amazing. And and so I was driving in there, and and I had gotten the message that you were in labor. And I just wanted to touch base with you and just see where see where you are and see yeah. what you're doing. I was able to have a conversation with you. We talked for a couple of minutes, yeah. and then it it was clearly between surges mm-hmm. when we were talking. Yeah. And then towards the end of it, it sounded like the next one was coming in, <laughs> and you're like, you know, Erica out. <laughs> um, and you sounded you sounded strong to me. You sounded like I, just like I thought you would sound, like mm-hmm. like you were plowing through it on your own uh, bull by the horns. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then a, a piece of you, just from what it sounded on the phone, a piece of you sounded like, you know, I could almost hear in your voice, like, how much longer is this going to be going on? <laughs> you know, because you have no baseline. Right. You're like, this could be a two centimeter surge or this could be a nine. Like, you just have no baseline when you're a first time but when that's, you're first time that's exactly – you didn't say anything verbally about it, but that's what I, I heard in your voice. Uh-huh. It sounded to me like you were progressing. Oh, yeah. But that you weren't sure, and I couldn't know, um, yeah. you know, where you were on that timeline. Yeah, and neither did I. I just knew that I was happy to be home. I was in contact with all my people, and when shit was hitting the fan, like, my husband knew how it was going to go down, who he was going to call first, second, and third, you know? So mm-hmm. I think when I went into the bathroom probably for the – 15th time that evening, my water broke and it was it was like a weird popping noise and a short burst of fluid. Okay. It wasn't how I pictured my water breaking being. A popping that you can hear or a I, popping I, that you can feel? I, I guess it was feel. Okay. I think it was both. I think it was maybe a it? little odd. Yeah. It was definitely like hearing and yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> and I was like, Dave, let's call Patty. My amazing birth doula who, you know, it was like my angel throughout yeah. my entire pregnancy. I know you've had her on the show Patty before. Patty Quintero, we have an episode with her, yeah. Um, Uma Mother, Patty Quintero. You know, Patty came over and she said, um, I'm going to ride out the next contraction with you and sort of determine, you know, because the doulas know. You know, mm-hmm. the doulas know. Because she's been to so many births. You can tell a lot just by your noises, your face, right. your body. And, we, and she knows you. She knows and me she really well. She does yoga well. with you, and she really knows exactly. you Exactly. Well. Like, we had spent the last six months together doing yoga, preparing for the birth. So she knew my body. She knew my my breathing. Um, so I was very lucky to have somebody that intimately knowledgeable Do you remember what me. time that was? I think that was like around 1030, that maybe was, uh, 30, 11 o'clock. So long after the game. Yeah. So the game ended like 8.30 and mm-hmm. then there was another like hour or two hours. The time frame is really blurry. blurry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so she's like, I'm going to write out this next contraction with you. And, you know, she came into my house and she was just calm and she reassured me I was safe and loved. And, you know, we wrote out a contraction together on the yoga mat. We had the rebozo out, um, all of the tools. And um, after that, that contraction, she looked at my husband and she goes, 
I think it's time to call the midwife, <laughs> like really? to actually come here. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess I'm further along than I thought I was. Amazing. And then Patty said, are you interested in getting in the shower? And um, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And it was a fucking game changer. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I don't know how that's not like a thing that everybody does. Like getting in the shower was the best thing I did. Was it shower versus bath on purpose? Well, my midwife wasn't there yet with oh, the birth so you're the tub. One that's submerged I didn't tub. have the birth tub there oh, yet. Oh, you didn't even have the tub no, set up. No, no. Okay. Like we had the space, but we didn't have it set up yet. It was coming with okay. um, with Your my midwife. midwives. Right. So um and was it the heat of the shower? Yes. It was felt good. It was everything. It was the heat, the steam, the shower head, you know, like uh, massaging Yeah, you. massaging my back. My husband ran to the um to our garage and well, got that's why you didn't call me. Well, because I was in the back. You had the shower head (laughs) massaging your back. It was great. I was replaced. Exactly. I know. You know what? It's. I feel. I'm so glad that you didn't. You sounded good on the phone. Yeah. Because we had talked to you. You're like, I might call you. I I just wanted you to be there because I felt like you know you were like this big part of this whole journey, and it just would have been nice to like have some soup and hang out with you or something. Yeah, we can always have soup. We can. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good. So. I, my husband went to the garage and, and got one of our wetsuits and put it under my knees. And I was just like loving being in the shower. It was amazing. And, um, you know, at one point I was like shaking. Even though I was in a warm shower, mm-hmm. there was so much adrenaline pumping through my body. I was shaking uncontrollably. And when that adrenaline starts, you're like, holy shit, this is going to happen. Like at one point I felt like I was almost holding him in. Like, that's how far along I was at that point. Like, I felt like I was holding him inside me. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, at another point, I felt like he was going to come out of my ass. Like, I was like, there, like, I think, like, I put my hand up. I'm like, I think he may have went down the wrong tube. Like, I think <laughs> I might shit out my baby in this bathtub right now because nobody really tells you that there's so much back pressure, back rectal and pressure. Rectal pressure. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm being very candid. Well, I mean, people very want to know what to expect. So. <laughs> my poor child, if he listens to this in 10 years, yeah. my mom thought I was going to come out of her ass. <laughs> um, but that's really what I felt. Like, it was intense. And then uh, I kept saying to my husband, when is Monica going to get here? And he's like, she's close. And I'm like, okay. And Patty and I ran through another contraction. She was kneeling next to me. And I'm like, babe, is she here yet? And he's like, she's close. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I need – so I was a little still in my, my frontal brain. You know, like, what does that mean? How far away is she? You know, and then literally on cue, I heard I heard the door open and, and she was there. So. All right. Hold on one second. First of all, when you describe that shaking, yeah. that hormonal triggered shaking, yeah. I remember the first birth I was at. Uh-huh. where I saw that. So I was not trained to be a doula. I went to my wife's birth. She didn't really shake like that. And that's it. I was I got called to a birth the, for the first time because a baby was stuck. And I thought, hey, maybe this guy can help open up the pelvis a little bit with massage and adjusting. And it, as it turned out, it worked pretty well. Nice. So then I got called to another one and another one. And I think it was that third birth I was ever at. Again, not a doula, no doula training, not really a birth guy. You know, yeah. birth guy is even a weird term. <laughs> uh, and this woman just started shaking like seizure like shaking to me right. 
I was like, oh my God, what's wrong? And I was like, and then I turned around, the nurse was there just doing her, her old, you know, ho hum. I'm like, <laughs> don't you see the seizure that's going on here? Like, she was full yeah. body shaking hardcore. And I think that's also something that sometimes people don't talk about. That's just a, it's a thing. It's a phases, the big right. hormone shifts, surges that go through your body. Right, right. Make you shake like that. Now, the other thing is, we're midway through our episode. Yep. So we're going to take a quick, okay. let's like, you, you know, Monica's at the door is a great cliffhanger. It is. You know, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike. Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and we are back with Erica Ciccone Clancy sharing her birth story. And when we left off, you're in the shower shaking. I'm in the shower shaking. Saying, where the hell is my midwife? And she's at the front door. What happens she is. next? She is. Um, so my midwife came in and, um, you know, she, like my doula, came into this scene very calmly and with confidence and very lovingly, which is, you know, something that I think women that have births outside the home maybe don't have the luxury of having. So when she arrived, I felt very, even more calm that, you know, even though I was shaking in the shower and I had lots of adrenaline and, and running through me, the minute she came, it almost was like this calm, more so came upon everybody, including my husband, which I think he was very excited when she finally got there. She took me out of the shower um, and she was on the edge of my bathtub, and she said, um, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Um, I like how you even get into her, <laughs> Sorry, her mode of talking. Monica, how are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> um, she goes, I, I want you to take um, your fingers and put them like, down by your vagina and tell me what you feel. I was like, I don't even need to put my fingers anywhere. I can tell you what I'm going to feel. I mean, say that to her, but in my mind, I'm like, girl, I know what's down there. And so I entertained her. I put my fingers down there, and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a head. I've never done this before, but I'm pretty sure that's a head. Hmm. And she's like, okay, that sounds good. Let's go into your bedroom. <laughs> I'm going to check you. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. So we go in, and we go in our bed, and um, she's like, so you're fully dilated. Oh, wow. And I'm like, 
Yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. Like if she would have told me I was three centimeters, yeah. I would have lost my mind. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I literally got from zero to ten basically with just my husband, with husband. and then with a little bit of, of Probably, help from my doula. Yeah. I was like, it is game on. Like, let's get weird. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> like, I was all on my hands and knees. She's like, are you, are you ready? You want to start pushing? You think you want to start pushing? I'm like, yeah, let's start pushing. <laughs> you know? And so I got on my bed and I, I went on all fours, which felt very natural to me. Um, ironically, that's how a lot of our prenatal yoga classes start. Like, cat, cow, cat, cow. You're on your hands and knees. It felt very, very organic. My doula, Patty, was um, in front of me, and we kind of, like, locked forearms. I was on my hands and knees and then up on my knees, down mm-hmm. on my hands and knees and then up on my knees. And I felt like the gravity of being on my knees was super helpful. And my husband was there on the side of the bed taking photos, um, like I mentioned before. And everything was happening very quickly. You know, I had this thought in my mind about how everything was going to go down, like, you know, we were going to do massage and, and the, the essential oils and the diffuser and the, the music. And it was just like, no, like, let's start pushing. Let's get let's get down to business. And she so didn't use any of that stuff before mm-hmm. Patty came? Not really. A little bit of the yoga ball, yoga mat, uh, the rebozo, which was also a game changer. We learned um, – I took a class with Britta Bushnell and um, and also with Patty, we learned how to use the rebozo to relieve some – pressure in my belly. I think a lot of people might not know what rebozo is. It's like a big Mexican shawl. Exactly. And the midwives uh, have lots of different ways to use it to, you know, take, like you said, take pressure off Yeah, take pressure off certain areas of your body, which, so that was really helpful. But um, it all happened so quickly that like all the bells and whistles kind of went out the window. <laughs> like we didn't even have time you to set up the birth it. tub. We just didn't need it. Yeah. It just like, I just labored at home. I just labored at home. Like it was just as simple as that. I was around my house and my husband did the hip push, yeah. you know, to get me through some of those really intense ones. Does it feel good during the intense ones? Or? It did. It yeah. definitely helped for sure. And I kept describing the contractions as moderate, even though I was like nine and 10 centimeters. Mm. So I think I also just have a really high threshold for pain, mm-hmm. which that um, doesn't surprise me. I'm very thankful for. I think we talked about the pain. Like, do you think you have a high threshold for pain? And I think women just don't know until you're in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, I do. And not to say it was easy, but it was it was manageable because I think I had a lot of confidence because of all the tools and all the knowledge I had. You know what I mean? You were... You prepared for it. I was very, I was very prepared for it, and and I don't want to come off as showboaty or like I had the most perfect, dreamy, magical birth. But like, I want women out there to know that if you put the time in and the preparation, you could have this magical birth. There's so much fear around birthing your baby that I think the more stories like mine that people hear, they can say, I can do all those things too. So here's two interesting things. First of all, in our before episode, when I asked you about what made you interested in home birth, you said Mm -hmm. that it was described to you as magical. Magical. And here you are describing your experience as magical. Yeah, it was was super dreamy. It was magical versus massacre. Right. That's what you talked about. (laughs) So I'm glad it was magical, (laughs) given the uh, (laughs) alternative. Massacre-like. But then, uh, you know, I also – I just always kind of like to point out because – Birth is kind of unpredictable um, in some ways, and you can't always control the factors that come up. And I think for someone who wonders whether or not this magical home birth is a possibility for them, 
that it's okay to aim for that. And then at some point, if you want to or have to change your plan, that's okay too. Absolutely. Um, or go down your birth plan. But I think that a lot more people could aim for this magical experience at home or at a birthing center or at a hospital mm-hmm. and get there than, than believe that they can do that. Right. Exactly. And if like a crazy Italian New Yorker, <laughs> you know, transplant can do it, <laughs> I'm pretty sure so can you, you know. <laughs> Um, because again, so we're, we're still just on the bed pushing. Yeah. So so I pushed for about twenty minutes. I have to say it it was pretty quick. By the time his head was, you know, he was starting to crown, and the burning sensation is real. And and my midwife was so amazing that she coached me through every moment, and and so did my doula. Like, you know, she would tell me when to sort of push and and sort of accelerate, and when to kind of like stand down. You mm-hmm. know, and then. The burning, she's like, it's okay. It's your skin stretching. Mm-hmm. Let it be. Bear it for a moment. And then let's, you know, wait for the next contraction and almost like use the energy of the contraction to help you push. Mm-hmm. Um, and my doula kept saying, you know, keep your sound in. Mm-hmm. Like instead of like being very boisterous like you are in labor, she's like, you know, keep your sound in and bear down and use all that energy to push out. And then she also said – um, there's this exercise we do in her prenatal classes where you're breathing out and then like expanding and contracting um, certain muscles in your stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, like she would say, hug your baby, you know, breathe out, breathe in and then hug your baby. So just that little bit of like reminder sort of helped me get him into a place where, you know, his head came out. And then I had this insane moment where he was like half inside me and half outside. It's like so fucking Meaning trippy. His head was already out. Like his, his head was out, was but his body you? was still inside me, and I could feel him moving. Mm-hmm. So he was like inside, but outside, you know. Yeah. And then I just sort of like, you know, moved my hips and my pelvis to kind of like, you know, he kind of scurried out. And yeah. and I in my mind was like having a conversation with him. I was like, I love you, buddy. You know, we're in this together. <laughs> you know, you want this to happen. Like we want to meet each other. Let's we're a team. Let's let's get this going. You know, it was crazy. Like I literally had a conversation with him. How long did that weird moment last? That, that interesting moment last? Uh, maybe a minute or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really trying to like be in the moment. You know, my doula kept saying, "You're birthing your baby. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is the moment. This is it. Like enjoy it." You know, as your vagina is burning. (laughs) Dave is still snapping away. Still snapping away. And I see my facial expressions change in each frame and his head coming out. And then, (laughs) um, yeah, it was the pushing part was intense. That was the most intense part was the burning and the the feeling of a human being being half in you and half out of you. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, and then there he was. And then Monica's like, pick up your baby. I'm like, what? Huh? What, what am I supposed to do now? Like, he's just there. And you're like looking at this thing that was just inside you moments ago. And it was just completely surreal. And I pick him up and there's blood everywhere. And there's he's covered in the vernix. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's magical. It's It's magical. I was the first one. Like, she obviously helped me birth him. But once he was on my very expensive Casper mattress that's still not paid off <laughs> on top of nine layers of waterproofing and, and shitty sheets from Target, I, I pulled him up and, and held him. And it's it's the most intense moment. It's it's very cool. 
And then you're just in your bed and you're like, hey, I'm in the delivery room We're home. in my home. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. Um, in your career as a competitive gymnast, you said yes. that you would push through the pain and almost welcome the pain because mm-hmm. you knew it was helping you make progress. Yep. Um, did that kind of training and background help you through birth, do you think? Absolutely. I mean, I think that the confidence I had in my preparation was something that I learned through gymnastics, knowing that, knowing that on the day of, things are completely out of your hands and, and completely unpredictable, and you sort of just have to be okay with the way things turn out because you did all the work, you know, and things could go any way. Pushing through the pain, yeah, I mean, pain equals progress in labor, right? So, like, I wanted the heavy contractions. I wanted to be shaking. I wanted that adrenaline. I wanted that burning. Like, I feel like the more I didn't fight it, the more progress I made. So, yeah, pushing through the pain and well, almost welcoming the pain and, and having a good sense of humor about it. Like, get, getting through a really intense contraction and looking at my husband and be like, that fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, holy shit, here comes another one. Get your ass over here. Get your hands on my hips. Like, let's get to it, you know? I think I told you that about you before you went into labor was that having that sense of humor, that ability to, like, laugh at things mm-hmm. like that just is really helpful because mm-hmm. um, pain is great. It's it's not a bad thing per se if you know that you're safe. But Correct. if the pain makes you feel fearful, then it, right. your body magnifies the pain and how you feel, and also closes up against it, fights it. Right, exactly. So when you embrace the pain in a way that's like, oh, that's a, that's not harming me, that's good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then can also laugh. So when you're laughing, your body knows you're not in danger. Right, that's, uh, and that's a benefit of having amazing birth workers. And, and, <laughs> right, amazing sense of humor. Um, A really active partner, amazing doula, amazing midwives who make you feel calm and safe and loved. Because anything could have happened at that moment, I would still feel safe and happy and loved. You know what I mean? If they're like, the next best thing is to go to the hospital, I'd be like, okay, I'm still safe and I'm still loved. You're surrounded by that cocoon. Right, exactly. It's a lot of mindset. You have to sort of say, like, I'm strong. I can do this. My body knows what to do. I'm surrounded by the right situation, the right people. And whatever happens, happens. You have to kind of be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we we struggle because if you watch other animals give birth, they don't have the same kind of ability to analyze and rationalize and wonder how much longer, where, sure. where are we. Um, sure. They seem to not have that element of suffering that can be added mm-hmm. by the mind struggle. Right. Did you have fear at any point? Did you feel fear bubble up? I had no fear. I actually just asked Dave this before I left. I said – at any point, did I say I was scared? He said, nope. I said, did I say at any point, like, maybe we should think about going to the hospital? He said, nope. He's like, you were remarkable. Like, you weren't feel fearful for a moment. Hmm. And again, I, I, I think every woman has that in her. I think it's so detrimental to this whole experience to have it be so fear-based. Like, I... I'm in such awe of people like you and my midwives and my doulas who are these huge advocates for, like, empowered birth experiences. You know what I mean? Like, there needs to be more conversation around the joys of birth. I was, like, looking forward to it. I was like, I can't wait for this to happen, you know? Like, I'm excited. Like, let's get to it, you know? I do remember that also from our last prenatal visit is that you were mostly excited yeah. with maybe a trace of anxious, right. you know, but more about when yeah. than 
just wanting it to start than totally. uh, what it would be like. Um, and by the way, I'm, I'm in awe of you who actually does it. I feel like my part's easy. I just talk about it. But but, um, but people like you give us the confidence, give, give women the confidence to say, I'm going to have this amazing birth experience no matter what happens. You know, I've done the body work. I've done the yoga. I've done the books. You well, know, yeah. So those things that you did before, and because you did a lot to prepare, I did your mind did. and your body. I was like sad when my pregnancy was over. I, I love my baby, and he's a joy. And I, I can't picture what life was like before him. I'm one of those people now, but I loved being pregnant. I loved the whole process. I thought it was the most amazing, interesting, empowering thing I've ever done in my entire life. And I'm I'm a successful producer. I run a, an amazing production company. I've been around the world. I've, you know, had many amazing accolades and experiences, but nothing compares to pushing out a human mm-hmm. being. Nothing. Now, you're an accomplished producer and you're a very accomplished uh, reproducer. <laughs> reproducer. Yeah. So there you good have one. That. Thank you. That's... That was a good one. Um how is the uh, afterbirth? So you get mm-hmm. your baby out, you're holding your baby, and there's still work to do. Sure, sure. My placenta didn't come out as easily as I thought it was going to. It was a bit of a struggle, and I thought it was going to be easier than it was. Like there was definitely a lot of massaging by my midwives um, on my on my belly to get the placenta out. Um, there was definitely a good amount of bleeding I don't think there was a moment where I thought I was in trouble, but almost when you hold the baby, uh, the umbilical cord is obviously still attached. So when you're holding him, and and I wanted to breastfeed him right away, I wanted to like have him latch on right away. Again, there's that inside body, outside of body experience where you feel your umbilical cord pulling on your placenta because you're you're holding your baby, right? Mm-hmm. And but you still have your umbilical cord attached to your placenta. So I almost felt like it kind of tugging at it. Did you not want to cut it? We didn't until a while after. I don't think I birthed my placenta till like 30 or 40 minutes later. And you were still connected. Yeah, yeah. Like there was no cord clamping. Like that didn't exist. It was mm-hmm. like that cord pulsed until there was nothing left, mm-hmm. which was amazing as well. So the birthing the placenta was um, tough because you're in this like beautiful place where you're just trying to enjoy a baby. And then like, oh, well, now you need to birth of an organ yes. <laughs> and it came out and you're just like holy shit like that was keeping my baby alive Isn't and now incredible? it's outside my body in like the mixing bowl yeah you i know? just i'm always fascinated by the placenta i was too like your body creates this disposable but life life-sustaining organ, organ. to interface between you and the baby yep. it's, it's mind-blowing and it then is. just spits it out yep and we like cut two pieces off two big chunks uh, we have these great photos of my kitchen and, and this big chunks of placenta, and we made smoothies, um, which is what I ate right after, and then the next day, and then we sent it off to be freeze-dried and brought back in, in capsules. capsules. Yeah, yeah, I did the whole How was um, breastfeeding for you? Challenging. In what way? Every way. Um, I think maybe, I don't want to say breastfeeding is more intense than laboring, but laboring there's a beginning and an end. Mm-hmm. And not that there's not a beginning and an end of breastfeeding, but um, it's just challenging for somebody who's as um, as active as I am and as independent as I am to kind of be tethered to another human being. I love breastfeeding, but it definitely is very challenging. He's He feeds every two hours. He's still kind of on that train where he's like, every two mm-hmm. hours, I'm up. I I'm still on you. that train. I'm uh, <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like every two hours, you know, and it's a beautiful thing. And, and 
again, my body is now nourishing another human being. And he was born at seven pounds, 11 ounces. And six weeks later, he's 10, 10. And, and wow. just, you know. Miracle grow. He's a champ. Yeah, he's a chugger. It's just challenging. Um, I can't really be specific on it. just well, being tethered to a human being. Yeah, it sounds like the mechanics are not that challenging for you, meaning you're producing milk and you've got the latch down. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lifestyle challenge for you. You hit it straight on the yeah head on the nail. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's the lifestyle change and and not trying to integrate your baby into your old life. It's more like creating this new life, you know, of day to day occurrences. So. Um, it's beautiful. I love it. I'm not going to stop until, you know, he can say, Mommy, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, we did a little bit Mom, of... Mom, I'm late for college. Bit, <laughs> he's like, uh, I'm out. <laughs> Put that boob away. <laughs> um, no, it's it's a beautiful thing. Um, and we started introducing the bottle. I will go back to work in a few months, uh, in a month or two. So we need to introduce the bottle and get him get him on that. But for now, it's all boob all the time. Yeah. And also it's... as he starts, you know, soon before you know it, he'll be eating other fruits. Right. And less dependent on your milk production. Right, right. Um, are you planning to have more kids? Let's see how this one goes, but okay. absolutely. No pressure to I just wonder <laughs> if no, you do no, no. have another pregnancy and birth, is there anything that you would do differently? Um, there's nothing I would do differently. More chiropractic visits? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, we, we did a lot, but <laughs> yeah, we, did we could a do lot. more. No, I but definitely I mean, who knows what it would have been like, but it sounds like your pelvis is open right up. Yeah. And when because you're a com- competitive gymnast history, when I started working with you, your pelvis was so tightly wound up. Yep, I, I remember. Was, and then by the end, it was like pretty loose and open. It was yeah. a big transformation. Huge, huge. And I felt it too from those beginning um, appointments till I saw you a couple of days before. Yeah. Um, I felt the change in my body physically happening. Um, I would, I definitely want to have more kids. I loved being pregnant. I loved giving birth to my baby. I love our little family, the whole process beginning to end. Even, even after, you know, we got a postpartum doula and that whole experience was really beautiful as well. Having somebody, I was like, what do you mean someone's going to be in my house for 45 <laughs> hours a day, every day? Like, what are we going to do? Do I need to entertain her? But I had the most amazing postpartum doula, and um, we filled the hours with beautiful things, um, you know, everything from processing the birth experience to sits baths to, you know, light massages and meditation and um, support, getting the breastfeeding. I think that's why I'm having such a Success getting the breastfeeding going is because of my postpartum doula. Um, she was really there for me um, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It sounds like every step of the way during pregnancy, during birth, and during postpartum, you really surrounded yourself with the, the right pieces team. that just gave you the support you needed and wanted when you needed and wanted yeah. it. And I'm thankful. Like I'm thankful that I had the resources and the finances to do all the things that I did. I know Everybody can kind of create their own version of what I did in their own way. You know, like these things are expensive. It's a big commitment, you know, to say I'm going to have all these things, have all this support. You know, our family is on the East Coast, so it was hard for me to say I'm going to pay somebody to come to my house and take care of me as opposed to like having my mom there. But having a professional and just having somebody that wasn't emotionally invested in the situation other than being there for you was really helpful. And I think it was good for my husband. You know, she cooked us beautiful meals. We were able to bond with the baby and not have to worry about a lot of the day-to-day stuff. 
Yeah. Um, I was really sad to see her go this yeah. week. Oh, man. we Every time we hired a postpartum doula, we said, let's do it for X amount of time. And then it was always three to four times the amount of time. Exactly. And we still were like, nah. Yeah, you're like, how am I going to feel this time? And you're don't like, go. don't leave. Please don't leave. Can you move in? Well, you made a, you made, I mean, you made a great point, which is that um, it does, in some ways, it takes a, a village to raise a yes. child. And we used to live in the village with the people all around us, just there you didn't. But now sometimes, you know, you're away from the village. And right. if you want that, you have to find other ways to get it. One way is to buy it. But there's um, there's other ways. Like in a, uh, I see a lot of our patients where they, you know, they kick in for each other. They become each other's doulas or, um, you know, they cook for each other or community mm-hmm. um, might get behind you and, and do a meal train and things like that that, you know, you said it pretty well that everybody can do it on their own level right. and surround yourself with the support you need, you know, in, in your own way. And yeah. for some people, it is family. They just love being around their family. Right, exactly. Or, yeah, the family lives near them. For us, that wasn't a thing. It wasn't a luxury we had. So we sort of had to, you know. Bring in the recruits. Bring in the big guns. <laughs> yeah. Really cool. Well, I am stoked. I mean, this is my first time hearing your story deliberately because, uh, number one, you were in the cave. <laughs> I was in a cave, yeah. And, That's something uh, I highly recommend, too, just sort of living on bed island. Yeah. You know, having your meals brought to the bed, just hanging with the baby. Um, my husband had a really amazing paternity plan with his company where he was able to be home for many weeks. That's so nice. Oh, it needs to – he works for an Austrian-based company, and so they mm. definitely – allow the dads to take a good amount of time without pressure to get back to work fully paid. They do it different in Europe. They do it differently in Europe. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We was, don't even give the moms off time over here. I know. So get, you know, a few weeks and get back to work. Exactly, yeah. Um, well, I'm inspired by you always. I was Thank during you, your pregnancy. Berlin. I was during your birth planning. I was during my two-minute phone call. <laughs> you were part of the story. Uh, you have your own page in the story. <laughs> oh, and then amazing. Dr. Berlin called. <laughs> we shared an inside joke. It was magical. Oh, you're, it was good. You're a G. Um, um, yeah. You're a oh, G. Did, did you have any closing thoughts? Um, I just want to give... It's so funny. I'm so New York. Can I give a shout out <laughs> sure. to my birth team? Absolutely. Um, so, again, everybody can sort of create their own team of people, like you're saying, whether it's family, whether it's in the hospital, out of the hospital, birthing center, home, whatever works for in you. Strawberry field. Sure. It, totally. It could be. Maybe. I mean, maybe I'll. Yeah, I'm Next thinking time? about that. Maybe <laughs> outside my house, and, ah. like, on you know, on my deck. With an um, outdoor heated shower. Right. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. We actually have one of those. We serve, oh, really? so we have one of those. It's not heated, but mm. I'm sure the cold water shower would be different. Not, too good. <laughs> not the same. Not the same. Um, I, I just want to give love to my team, um, anybody in L.A. that is looking for midwives, um, Los Angeles Midwife Collective, uh, Monica Wood and Jennifer Brandon Reeser. Absolutely the best in the game, in my opinion. Um, Patty Quintero, Uma Mother, prenatal yoga and kind of birth goddess. Um, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Oh, I highly Berlin Wellness. Yeah, highly recommended. The body work. <laughs> game changer. Um, oh, my thanks. postpartum doula, Mother the Mother, um, McLean McGowan, who's amazing. And then um, my girl, Erica, 25-8, which is um, a food delivery service for prenatal and postnatal women. Her Food came the morning I gave birth. And did we... she tell you the story? Yes. Yes, she did. Well, See, now it makes sense to me, but... 
I think the text messages came in late. Like I wasn't on my phone, yeah, but my husband not. was like kind of deciphering all the messages. And then Patty was like, is there food delivery here? I'm like, yes, it came this morning. It's in the fridge. And um, Erica Mock made this uh, beautiful spread of, of food from her company, 258. For laborers? So you had already taken them in the house? It was like half on the porch, half in my fridge. Oh, it was, it was like your baby at the it end. Was, <laughs> yeah. It was like half in, half out. Uh, yeah. yeah, because yeah. she called me when I was leaving when I was leaving Hillary. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. she's like, do you know by any chance if Erica had her baby? I'm like, I just spoke to her an hour ago. She sounded like she was getting pretty close. Uh-huh, uh-huh. She's like, do you know if by any chance they took <laughs> the, food the food in from the porch? Because I made this amazing food <laughs> that's going to be really nutrient rich and going to help everybody. And I'm yeah. like, and now it makes sense to me. You're probably at the edge of your bed with your yeah. baby be half hanging yeah. out of you when she was texting me. But we had this amazing moment, our whole birth team, like I'm I'm still in my bed with my baby and they're all like outside, like there's music playing, they're like eating all my food, they're like enjoy, like, I, they may have popped champagne, I don't know, I was, you know, but um, but the food is a game changer. Check out 25.8 Food Delivery Service. Um, a lot of love for Lori Bregman and Carmen Thomas. They were really cool um, people to kind of bounce. They're, they're another postpartum and doula and birth doula team um, that I became close with through the process. And my acupuncturist, Adam Griffin at Acutonics in Venice, was uh, was wonderful as well. So um, that's my laundry list. That's a, quite the community. Right? That's the village. <laughs> I was like... Credit card bill. <laughs> no, How that makes sense. <laughs> uh, amazing. I, I love cool. all those people. Thank you. Um, and at the center of it is you. So thanks again for sharing your story. Thank I'm inspired you for me. again by you. And um, I know that uh, our audience writes back that these stories are very helpful, just all different birth stories to give perspective and ideas mm-hmm. on what could be. Amazing. I love it. And I'll see you next week. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, at home, thanks for listening to our show. If you would like more pregnancy and postpartum resources, visit informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole lot of questions for you. This kid's gonna test my will. I got. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike. Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash.